Uh, hey everybody, Blake with Marvel.com here, and we have some very, very special guests on the show today. Please introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Adam. I'm Adam Kellerman, and I'm the writer-director of the film Easy Living, just coming out today. I'm Caroline Deverna, and I'm an actress, and I'm in the movie Easy Living. <laughs> so I gotta ask, you're kind of adjacent to the Marvel family, because every actor that you star with on your TV shows... Really? I've never thing. made that link, so tell me. Mads yes. was in um, Doctor Strange, Crackpot, <laughs> Intern, Maggie, reminded me, and Lee Pace was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Yes. True. So that's really... That's two, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, indeed. That's all I got. I'm sure there are other links. <laughs> like, Brian Fuller has his own world, so that's like... Yeah, completely. It's own Marvel adjacent world, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> before we talk about the film, I want to ask, like, for you, I mean, you've been in two really, speaking of those programs, you've been in two really, like, cult heavy, like, fans really lean into those shows. Hannibal and... And Wonderfalls. Wonderfalls, yes, of course. Um, yeah, and they're both by Brian Fuller. Well, the first one, Wonderfalls, was also written by Todd Holland, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has such a crazy, beautiful mind. I love his work. And they were very different shows, too. Wonderfalls was, of course, more of a comedy. And, uh, you know, you know Hannibal. So, mm -hmm. um, But he has a mind that I've rarely seen elsewhere. I assume yeah. people, like, I mean, I, I, I always hear, even at, like, I go to comic conventions and I know Wonderfalls isn't really kind of in that vein sort, but you hear about shows like that. Is it, it's got to be cool to still have, to this day, people coming up to you wanting to talk about The other it. day in Toronto on the street. The other day. <laughs> yeah, a guy stopped me. He was with his little five-year-old, and he was super happy to be talking about the show, and I was too, because I'm always kind of amazed that people still remember it after all this time, even though it had a short life. Mm -hmm. I think Fox aired only four, and that's all we had. you know. And after that, we uh, released the DVD because the fans were just going crazy on online wanting to see it. And then I think Logo aired it. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, it was such a great show to do. It was my, my school for comedy. I had never done comedy before, mm, wow. so yeah. Um, so I'm so happy when people talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I've always heard different things from people. Like half, a lot of people are like, I'm on to the next thing, let's move on. And the other half are just like, that's so awesome that people still kind of care about it, so. Yeah, well, it was short-lived, and it's unfortunate. I never really under understood what happened. I think mm. it was maybe politics, and and I think it, w it was a really cool premise, and I'm really happy that people went for it and found it, regardless of what Fox thought about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the film. What's the what's the question you keep getting asked that you're sick of on this press tour? <laughs> so I can ask you. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know um, if there is actually a question. I, I, I mean, I love talking about the movie. I think the film's so unusual. And I, I really do believe. I mean, I was one of those major Wonder Falls fans. And oh, really? I think I just, you know, I not until recently I told her like how like creepy of a fan I was in my <laughs> mind, like how much I adored her. Like I, you know, I just she that show like meant so much to me. It's kind of like um, a whacked out version of My So Called Life. It's mm. like you know, it's definitely a different age, but it's like the college years of My So Called Life on mm -hmm. like acid, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I think there's something about it that it just. You know, you're, you gave everyone in that age group like, a, you know, where where do we fit in this world? And I and yeah. and I knew um, Caroline from that, obviously, and Hannibal, a huge Hannibal fan. But um, 
you know, I knew how much, you know, you know, one of the main questions I get is like, you know, why Caroline, like, you know, what, what, what is about her that, you know, you know, wanted you, wanted you to ask her to do this. And it's, it's clear, like, I knew what she could do. Like, mm-hmm. I knew, like, I, she has so many, like, acting, you know, weapons in her arsenal. It's kind <laughs> of, like, she would be, like, a Marvel superhero of acting. Like, it's, like, insane. That's her superpower is acting. It is. It's, like... It's, I think that's uh, the best compliment I've ever received. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, she, she really ha- can do anything, you know, and it's, and I saw it on set. Like, mm-hmm. my, my, my jaw was agape. You know, and, and it was just kind of a wonder. And I've, you know, that really, like, that was school for me. Like, you know, working with actors of this caliber. Oh, thank you. Um, just, oh. like, seeing them just turn it on and turn it off. Like, I didn't think you could do that as a person. Just, like, literally just, like, come alive once the camera starts rolling. And I saw it with so many of the actors, you know, not just Caroline. And so it's it was amazing just to be around her and just to, like, you know, witness it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I don't, I didn't barely get told her to do anything. I just let her go. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and, so take me through the process of from you know when you thought about the writing the script yeah. up to it finally coming out. How long of a pro- time was that? Um, you know, it was a long period of time. I think I started writing, or I had an idea of a, oh, a female saleswoman, like 2011, maybe 2010. Um, and I wanted to, um, you know, I just started writing, like, little scenes here or there and not knowing exactly where to go. And then we had, like, a deadline, and I just, like, wrote a draft. And that draft took me, like, a year and a half to make. Mm. It's just writing takes so long. And it's, you know, you know, especially your first couple scripts, like, you just don't know what the hell you're doing. Can I say hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know where you're going. You, you know, I, you know, I still to this day when I'm writing, I don't really love writing with outlines because I think it's can kind of push you in this formula that like I'm, tr- even though obviously you want to like hit some you know beats in mm-hmm. a script, you know, I think outlining like that intensely could kind of you know pigeonhole you or like you know um kind of control the formula a little bit, but um. You know, I I just you know I, I wrote this and it was a lot uh, there was a lot going on in the first draft and I just was like you know what I need to just like clean the fat and there's still a lot going in the movie but <laughs> I need to try to streamline it and just kind of make it all about her character kind of searching almost and like trying to kind of even scheme her way out of her life you know in the craziest ways possible I guess but um you know and then once we 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 finally had a draft that I was like okay this is like as streamlined as I can get it. And I gave it to this casting director that I'd worked with. I, um, I produced a short called Jackpot of a friend of mine, Adam Barron. And um, he, he, the casting director named Henry Russell Bergstein, who works on a massive, like, indie, uh, Wes Anderson films, Noah Baumbach. And I, he just, every year, he was like, where's that script? Where's that script? And then finally, I was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And I think it was, like, April of 2015, I, like, sent it to him, you know. And so it's, like, that's when we kind of started, like, having that talk of, like, what, who, who could do this, you know. And I always had Caroline on my list. So it was, like, amazing. You know, it was just, like, eventually when we sent it to her, I think it was, like, Labor Day weekend of 2015, if I recall. It was, like, a Friday. And I was, like... I, 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 this is like, I hope she wants to do this. Like, cause this is, you know, cause she's always been such a, you know, a big person for me, like acting wise. And literally like we sent out on that Friday, I think. And then you like got back to us on Monday. <laughs> and that, I've never seen that happen. I've never heard that happen to anyone. You know, maybe it does obviously, but it was just so fast. Mm. And I think that just like, it was like a lightning bolt, you know, and we had this Skype meeting and she said like, yes, in the first five minutes, it was just like this like snowball. And I think it's like when it's right, it just, everything just clicks. Mm -hmm. 
and and I think she was really excited to just kind of I don't think she's ever done like an I don't know if you've ever have you ever done like an American indie like a lead of a, like an no, American no I, I haven't and yeah. I've lived a, I lived in New York for many years yeah. and I never did one and I was thrilled when I read it because she's so crazy and fun and mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of humor in it and it was a big challenge and a risk and and the writing was was a big risk as well and i love people who who have you know who are bold enough to go there mm-hmm. and so also it's a very small budget which gives you a lot of freedom so there are you know there's a minuses and pluses but that's a really big plus is that you have the freedom to take your time to do what you want with it like adam took quite a bit of time to edit it the way he wanted it oh, instead of being pushed by a studio mm-hmm. to really have a, a start I mean a release date a very specific release date so and we started by all the improv scenes of my character selling makeup going from door to door with women who agreed to let, let us into their houses <laughs> so that was really fun we would set up the cameras they would open the door when I knocked on camera and that's when we started shooting with them. You <laughs> that's know? great. We hadn't even said hi, we're, so we're here. That's yet. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> and so do you normally accept roles that quick, or just, you, just the script was just so perfect and it was... Well, it depends what I'm up to if I'm shooting something that right. takes me more time, but I mm-hmm. guess I, I don't remember. It's been a while, but um, I was just very excited about it. And, you know, you go where your heart tells you to go and mm-hmm. that was one of them that's yeah. awesome and I'm, I'm always so fascinated as a you know a director writer like when I found out that most films it takes like six years to make mm-hmm. on average or something like that like where do you keep the fight going to want to keep making I think most directors that? don't know it's going to take them that long before they start a that's movie. a good point yeah. too yeah <laughs> well I, I told myself it was actually like I was at the end of my ropes it was uh-huh. 2015 I was like you know when you, you I, I didn't rework this script like endlessly but it was like you know five or six drafts and like I like writing but I don't love writing and I just it was 2015 like in the early years early um, side of 2015 I was like I'm literally I told myself I gave myself like this saying I'm going to throw this script away in the trash can or we're going to make it this year. So it's like, if I do not make it this year, I'm literally going to burn it. Like, <laughs> print it out. It, you know, I didn't even think I'd print it out yet. Just print it out and just, I know mean, it's a waste of paper. But, um, and like light it on fire because I think, and that's what, you know, lit my belly on fire. You know, I just, because I think you, ha- you have to kind of put yourself in that scenario to really push through because making a movie is so hard. It's like, literally like it's like a it's like a party it's like if you're like the loneliest person alive and you had to like invite like a hundred people to your party <laughs> and like make sure they like show up <laughs> you know and like because you know at times you know crew falls through cast falls mm-hmm. through you know it's like it's, it's a miracle it's, making you know, a movie it is. I always say it is because so many steps along the way can fail I mean, someone doesn't do their job properly it's you know everything falls apart the distribution and so when a movie actually makes it to a movie theater there's an oh moment of this is a miracle, yeah. This business sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting out now. <laughs> what do you want people to? And this, I know this question sucks sometimes, but what do you want people to take away from from the film? Yeah, I mean, I think with this film, I think a lot of my other shorts were a lot more um, technical and kind of like long takes and just kind of experiments in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I did like this vampire sh- short that was kind of a genre piece and I did this other kind of like character study that was just like 11 takes and one take was five minutes. And I think with this film, yes, there's some technical cool shots and there's some long takes in the film if you like count. 
But um, I really just wanted to di- dive into a character. I'd never really like dissected a, like a complicated, complex character, and just like really, it was almost like a experiment for myself mm-hmm. in a way, just to tackle as many rich characters. Because I think, even, I hoped so that all the characters in the film have kind of a richness, even if they're on screen for like a second. Like I wanted to kind of create a world. I wanted to create a functioning world, and especially with um, Caroline's character, Sherry Graham. I, you know, I really wanted to almost you like a character that you could never really exactly know where she was going but that you could relate to you know it's like a character that constantly surprised you that you couldn't really pin down but you could connect that her sh- with her struggles and like kind of her inner life because clearly she's like there's some sort of turmoil but you don't exactly know i mean you can make assumptions but you know i i really wanted to kind of create this mystery as well as this kind of relatability with this character that could be unlikable a lot mm-hmm. but could also be you can really connect to in like kind of the darkness of her motel room you know and i, I want to ask too caroline you always pick like such rich roles like such interesting stuff what what do you think makes you gravitate towards that Maybe it's because I've been doing this for a long time. I mm-hmm. mean, I started as a kid. It's been 30 years now, and I never want to be bored with what I do. And also, I'm not the kind of person who enjoys doing the same thing twice. So I want it to be a challenge for me and a risk, as I said earlier. And I want to meet new people, and this business is great for that. You keep mm-hmm. meeting new directors and writers. And, and um, yeah, I, I like going to funky places and... Wondering if I'm gonna make it until the end of the movie, <laughs> you know, and that was certainly one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And uh, what did you learn as a director from this film for your next? Yeah, I mean, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> I think a lot of it, you know, because I wore a lot of hats, mm-hmm. and I, I, I was, the, I actually was the first AD. I was, I drove the truck sometimes. I was. And this goes back to the. Low budget, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wore probably like six to seven hats. I was the main producer. I was the writer. I was the director. You know, it's so it's like I would have allowed, you know, next time, obviously, hopefully I'd work on something a little bit bigger budgeted, but just to give me, allow my, like, headspace to, to, like, yeah. just have more creative decisions because a lot of this, though there's the film's mostly scripted, like, I really also wanted to experiment a lot with improv, like, you know, and just kind of like, oh, let's just go try to shoot this scene over here, or do this or that, or just it just gives you so much more to work with in the editing room, and all, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, and I think you know, you you can have a little bit more of a clearer idea of the story and the structure if you're literally that's all you're doing. Like if you just are sitting behind the monitor, thinking about things, talking to the script supervisor, um, you know. But you know, this job I was doing so much, and mm-hmm. I think I, I, I probably got three hours of sleep for a month, like <laughs> every day, and because I'd have to go home and you know watch audition tapes for to cast the bartender for n- the next week. <laughs> so it's like you, you, your, your mind is a mush. But what pushed me through is that I knew, you know, I had so much faith, faith in Caroline and the actors and the crew who just you know who worked on this film, you know, for not a lot of money at all. You know, this is like ultra low budget. And who just wanted to do something kind of cool and kind of just different and ha- you know and um, but I think the main thing with working with actors you know I think like I said earlier I just watched actors and kind of learned how they kind of work through scenes and like working with Caroline is that if we were having a trouble with blocking or just figuring out how to get through a scene like her and the other actor say Charlie Hoffheimer would just like kind of go a, uh, step aside talk it out with each other and be like okay Adam this is how we're going to work through this like ridiculous moment mm-hmm. that you're putting us through right now and then we're going to make it work 
And and like I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I think that works. So it's like I think with actors, it's like you're not you're they're not there just to be like you know you you know pawns. But some great directors use actors as pawns. You know Kubrick, I'm sure you know. Um, but they they are there to help you get through the story, you know. And I think they're help you know to make the story feel as alive and authentic as you know as it could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got to be cool though, because you hear these horror stories of the big budget films where they're like some head wanted this and something. Yeah. So it's got to be now yeah. that it's done, it's got to be more yours yeah. than you know something like that. Mm-hmm. I would assume, right? Like, well, like, what are you referring like, to? Like, like, like because you. You had more freedom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I think, like, you know, this film could not exist, like, by anyone else. And I'm saying, but by me or, Car- like, both of us combined, we made this for ourselves. No That's one, great. Could, no, you know, I think, um, you know, I made, like, someone, like, uh, asked me once, like, why did you want to make this movie? Um, and I'm like, because it's something I'd watch. And I think that's kind of what you have to, how you have to operate as a filmmaker. It's like, mm-hmm. you have to make something you love. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's so important because yeah. we see a lot of recipes out there, right, of shows that you see being made over and over again. And at some point, it becomes like, why are we doing this? Because there are so many minds out there, really fun minds who have things to say. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's so important to make room for these people, like Adam. You know, that's awesome. I gotta ask, since low budget, how's the catering? There was a lot of love on this. <laughs> on this, uh, really, though, um, with little that they had, they gave us everything that they could. And <laughs> I've been on productions where there's more money and less interesting things to eat. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> there were some. There were some. You know, uh, egg and cheese sandwiches from Dunkin' Donuts. Nice. You know, I mean, you know, every now and then. And but we're shooting in the cheese. parking lot of this motel, so it makes sense. Like you wouldn't have the fancy dining experience <laughs> while you're shooting in a yeah. motel. It almost sounds like it was almost like a like a college film but it it had, was. like but like yeah. you're in it like and you're like a big deal actor so like oh, thank you you know what i mean like yeah everything i don't know how to explain it was it, a labor yeah. of love for yeah. Sure. yeah um it was a, yeah very intimate crew like 15 to 20 max I, yeah. I, one more question about the film but i gotta ask when you walked in you mentioned rogue yeah why do you like rogue well i mean rogue to me like i mean i i loved you know i didn't read as many of the physical comic books but i watched the tv show every saturday morning cartoon cartoon x-men um and i collected all the cards i know rogue spoke to me you know as a queer person she she like imbues this quality of like um she has so much strength but she can't like you know love mm-hmm. or she can't like physically touch and i think there there's something about that character she was just the yeah, um the voice actor was so good and i just there's something about her she, that i could connect to so much because she could literally just smash someone's head in if she wanted to and then also she could like she she also is like kind of the ultimate she literally can just like take anyone's power which is really amazing <laughs> You know, literally, she's just like, ha, I'm just going to take your power, bye. And, like, <laughs> use the, you know, I think, like, she's kind of underrated in a lot of ways. And um, and I and I have my own version of a rogue TV show one day that I want to make. But, uh, um, I don't know, I, I think there's something about her that she has so much strength, but so vulnerable that I relate to so much. And, um, and, and that she, you know, she's kind of, like, on her own path. Like, mm-hmm. even though, like, oh, she, you know, gambits all over her, in her business, she's like, she can't really 
you know, approach that all the time. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, there's, it's just, I mean, I love a lot of X-Men characters, but she just, like, was, like, just a force of nature to me and just, like, really, like, as a human being was the most uh, relatable, you know, of all of them because she felt real. She just felt like a real person. Man, I want to see you make this Rogue show. That would be uh, pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last question, where, where can fans uh, see the film? Well, right now we're playing in New York City at Cinema Village, premiering today, September 15th through the 21st. And then we'll be we're, it's uh, we'll be on VOD digital um, September nineteenth Tuesday September nineteenth on iTunes and Amazon VOD and Google Play and then pretty much um, all VOD like Time Warner Dish Comcast and you, like on demand pay per view and it's a, yeah I think it's a really unique film and and uh, I think we'll be on Amazon Prime you know maybe December ish mm-hmm. so um, but uh, I think it's a really unique film. Stay to the ending, because the ending is a bit nuts, FYI. <laughs> but um, I think, uh, yeah, I think Caroline's performance is incredible. And I think, you know, Thank it's you so much. Uh, something to witness and be in awe of. So that's all I have to say. That's awesome. Anything else? You, I mean, you're all over the place. Any other? I'm shooting Mary Kills People Season 2 nice. in Toronto, mm-hmm. as we speak. And, uh, yeah, we're doing that until the end of October, and I'm really excited because I loved making that show, and we got a second season, so it should be on Lifetime sometime next year. That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. This was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks. This is Marvel, your universe.